Good morning. It is Monday morning once again. We're here. We're here for your entertainment pleasure. Really? <laughs> okay, no, we're not going to. Is do that, that why we're here? That's entertainment a, pleasure. In, in that in that phrase. Nice, right? nice. nice, not bad. Hmm. Okay, obviously that's Zoe. I mean, yes, come on, let's obviously. be honest. Who else is going to pop up so early in the morning? It's talking tech with the techie guy and the, Zoe. Zoe yes. And now, if you don't know by now, I don't know where you've been. But, where have uh, you I been? I mean, really, like just the hottest thing ever. Oh, thanks. Oh. But you said to all the girls. Not just you. Uh, <laughs> so Zoe is the content editor and PR manager at Lazy. Gamer.net. That is correct. You have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe even has a Twitter thing. Like I a, do have a Twitter thing. It's like a thing that you can it's follow. It's a thing, you, right? yeah. It's, it's going to take off, I think. Well, it's like, like this internet. Mm, never. Never. <laughs> right, Zoe, what's your Twitter handle? You can follow me at Moonstormer. Also, if you want to get involved in our chatty chat thing today, you're welcome to tweet me at Moonstormer. Otherwise, I don't know any of the numbers off by heart for this place. Well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have a telephone number, but I don't, if anybody ever uses it, they'll be awesome. It's 0861 You can dial into the studio. Um, again, 0861 I know a lot of people stream this onto their phone, so it's a little bit difficult. Um, alternatively, at cliffcentral.com on Twitter. Um, or WeChat ID is Cliff Central, and you can get a hold of me personally. It's at L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. Um, and yeah, just keep on sending us messages because today we're getting real people. We've on a s- very special oh. episode of <laughs> Talking Tech. <laughs> no shit this way. Now we're just talking real stuff. Mm. So this is what happened. Zoe wrote this little, little tiny article. Oh, tiny. Thanks. Size, Thanks. Way to size, undermine size. the wait, woman wait, in wait, the wait, show. Wait. I'm yes. building this as a build up. Okay. This little, little article that got international acclaim. Huh? Mm, huh? Not nice, bad. Nice. Okay. Recovered well. Um, it's all about women in tech. Now, it's all about how we've got all these wonderful initiatives saying get women into tech and blah, 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 and rah, rah, rah. Everybody's excited. But then Zoe did one thing, have a look, saying how many women actually stick around in tech? Well, this was it, is that there were there were a few reports that came out, and this is where the this was the impetus for the article of saying, you know, it's great that women are being pushed into tech, but if they're pushed out of tech, that doesn't really exactly. help. You know, it becomes like a sieve. You know, they're leaving faster than we can pour them back in. in. In which case, what's the point? Exactly. You know, so are we kidding ourselves? I mean, are we just basically trying to be good and saying, hey, look at us, we're doing the right thing, we're getting women into tech, and then they go into tech, they love what they do, and then they disappear. So yeah. what, what is actually going on? And I think that's what we're trying to we're, kind of Yeah, that's today. what we decided to, to look into. Because as far as the research went from the States, um, what was happening was you had women who were qualified. These aren't women who, you know, decide one day, oh, I want to be a techie and, sure. you know, whatever, that jump into a role. These are women who have degrees, who are qualified, who are, you know, revered in their field, who actually are doing a good job. Who then say, you know what? I'm facing so much discrimination. I'm having so many issues in the workplace. It's not worth it. Like, I honestly would rather go into a different field with, you know, other people and then do something that I enjoy because, you know, as much as I love tech and I'm qualified and I'm good at the job, it's just just not worth it. Yeah. And I mean, the examples of sexism were bizarre. I mean, really, really strange sort of things where women are getting treated differently from their male counterparts. Um, You know, things where they'll tell the woman that her idea isn't good enough, then give it to a man and then it gets 
promoted and developed like and all of the, like the best things. And also, when you read these things, it was all about how in business you got to always prove yourself. You mm. got to you know got to be on the radar. If you want promotions, people are going to know that these are your funky ideas and things that you've come up with. So these these. Uh, that was Jeez, good. That was nice. my mobile phone. Can ah, you believe that? Right. Someone's supposed to switch to silence. Oh, is that what that thing is? Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, so what happens in, in, in the business world? You always want to be, you know, top of mind. You want to be doing the right stuff. You want to be leading a project. You want to be leading a team. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you just want to be doing all the time. And what's bizarre is that as soon as women come up with these awesome ideas, they're kind of being put in a box and saying, why are you doing this? It should be a project management. It shouldn't be you. Um, why are you even interfering in things that you're not supposed to be? But then how are you supposed to prove yourself if you don't put yourself out there? Well, this is just it. So it, it seems a bit strange. Like, And we've seen it in other spheres as well. I'm not just trying to sure. single out tech as the evil, misogynistic industry. Um, you know, it can happen a- across the board. But what we see from a tech perspective is that, you know, in general, women who promote themselves are seen as strident and yeah. um, bitchy, for lack of a better <laughs> word, um, whereas men are seen as confident. And it's just a, an issue of gender stereotyping that we see in the business world. But what we see specifically in tech is that the the preconceived notion that, oh, you're a girl, you don't exactly. know how to do programming, you just sit there and make things pretty, or you just sit there and do the communication side of things. Yes, well, yeah, exactly. You we, know, we brought you for your PR skills. And exactly. We brought you for your being nice skills. I mean, which is, well, then, but then I must be hired for that. Well, that's just it. You it's know? one thing for women to be hired in PR roles, but we're looking at women who are hired for their technical qualifications and then overlooked and undermined in that same sphere. Exactly that. So um, we're going to actually have someone on the line, hopefully once um, the phones <laughs> ring and all of that. Um, right, so so, so let's, let's set this up. Who have we got coming on? Okay, so we've got a fabulous lady who's coming on board with us. Uh, her name is Lynette, and she actually is a developer, so she is one of the... She knows her She stuff. knows her tech, and she knows it so well that she actually founded her own... Um, app development company. Okay. So if you want to have an Android app, I think it's Android. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to have an Android app made, you know, you go to usefulandbeautiful.co.za and they will make your app and Lynette will actually be the one who yeah, you deal with and who's the one who's in... Okay, so, so just to be clear, she is not just the face of the company. She isn't the one that makes everything looks pretty. She's not going to make it all pink and... Yeah, she's she just actually, as much on the useful exactly. as on the beautiful side for okay. her useful and beautiful company. So we're talking about a McCoy thing that actually opens up an application and can develop. And you tell them, I want this button bigger, smaller, left and right. She's not going to farm it off to somebody else. She's able to do this herself. She's a proper coder. Yes. And I believe we have Lynette on the line right now. Lynette, is there? Yes, I am. Hi, Lynette. How are you doing? Good, thanks. And you? Right, good, good. Say hello to everyone in Cliff Central. Hi there. there <laughs> Hi, Hi, Lynette. <laughs> All right, Lynette, you've got Zoe here as well, obviously. Um, Hi, Zoe. Hi. Lynette, um, just before we start, just give us a bit of background. Kind of, We, we spoke about um, your company, usefulandbeautiful.coza. Um, tell us what you do. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a company and we specialize in mobile applications and mobile sites. So anything that, uh, that is mobile, we can do it. And it's not just, you know, doing it for the sake of it, it's making it both useful and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. 
Okay, and just a bit of background on yourself, because I know in my little intro to you, I said how, you know, you are both, you know, obviously the founder of this company, but you also are a developer yourself. You actually know how to do the coding in the background and all of that. Yes, I do. I mean, I started off as a developer. Um, uh, it's what I studied and what I, uh, I did a, a BSc in computer science. I did programming at school. So I've been developing for quite a while. Over the last uh, few years, though, I, I haven't been actively developing as I used to because obviously you can't be doing everything. Right. No, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, I am very close to code. I'm very close to working with developers. Um, I'm also married to a developer, so it's sort of in our blood here. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I've been in the field for, for a very long time. It's coming on to 17 years now. Wow, so that's of, a lot of experience. And a lot of experience. And I suppose out of, out of that 17, about, about 10 of those years, actually, I was a developer. The last seven, I, I moved more out into the broader scheme of things, looking more at uh, you know how business works and marrying technology with business. Mm. Um, and that's how I, I came about my company as well, because it's not a matter of just doing tech for the sake of getting the latest and greatest out there. It's about actually, you know, doing stuff that's actually going to be beneficial to the, to the community, to the business owners, and putting solutions out there that are actually going to last. Right. right now, okay. So we have a sense of you know you're you're the real deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you, you didn't do a course one evening and said, "Hey, I'm going to be a techie." Um, this is a real. I mean, over years of experience, real McCoy, right? Right. So um, the question that comes in is, you know, I've sent you my article just to give a bit of, you know, we did chat a bit sure. um, over Twitter before this interview. You know, you read my article. You read some of those examples of you mm-hmm. know women experiencing sexism, you know, in the technical space. You know, did you experience anything like that in South Africa? You know, because obviously we like to think we're unique, but, you know, are we different here or is there still sexism that you experienced? Yeah, look, I mean, without a doubt, uh, you know, as a woman in the field where there's such a minority, um, yes, I have experienced some, you know, some form of sexism. Um, You know, to give you just a a very high level um, overview of what mm. happened with me um at one particular point in my career i had a um an interim line manager who was around just for a few months and obviously you know me being at the position that i am it's just in a state of uh i'm always in a state of accountability and and sort of you know right on top where where if decisions have to be made i make the decision Right. Because it is my role. Yes. And um, so I made a decision at, at this one particular point, um, you know, no different to how I usually make a decision, which is looking at um, the client's needs, looking at the product needs, and ultimately making the best decision for the company, which I did. Um, and, you know, this, this man somehow just lacked uh, basic respect, I think, and, and consideration uh, which for me is, is critical when you're managing staff anyway. Um, and everything was questioned and it was also, you know, I heard you uh, earlier on and it was like, how dare you make such a, such a decision without consulting me? And it was sort of at, at that specific level um, that I was questioned. So, um, so, so that, even though it was part of your role? Even though it was part of my role, So you yes. were allowed to make it. I just want, just, I just want to make sure point, that point clear. It, you weren't stepping out of bounds. It was no, you, no, it this was my boundary to make absolutely. that decision. And yet you still got questions. Right. Jeez. Okay. Well, yeah. I think let's um, – what do we want to do is after the break, we're just going to have a quick song break, and we just want to talk about kind of – well. What is the cause of this? I mean, you mentioned the fact that you got into programming quite early on, and I think that's quite key to this whole unpacking the sexism at work. But give us two seconds, and we come back all right after this.
So that, our little breather, was actually for the song Breathing by oh, Yellow Card. And a nice, nice, very nice. Very nice tie-in <laughs> so, uh, yeah. that, that I do. <laughs> All right, Vanetti's still here, still with us. Hi, yeah, I'm still here. All right, cool stuff. Um, all right, so we, you know, one of the things you mentioned, which kind of got my attention um, instantly, was the fact that you were into coding way back when. When did you get into coding? Like, what started the process? What started it? It was in school, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give away my age now, but I was <laughs> in, you know, the good old-fashioned standard five, standard six, I think. So I was 12, 13. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I, I did it throughout uh, school. Uh, it was one of my six subjects. And then uh, into university, I did computer science and uh, did my honors in that as well and then went straight into the workforce coding. And, yeah, and then the question is, like, you know, I, I know for myself, and I'm not in a technical role, but I am in a technical mm. field. I'm often the only woman. So I very much feel like I'm in the boys' club um, as the sole female. And, I mean, you obviously were there from much earlier when the cliche was probably much stronger. stronger. Did you find that you had to fight against those stereotypes all along? Or did, you know, were the technical guys more accepting as compared to the guys outside the field? What did you experience in terms of, of that? Look, uh, I mean, ironically enough, um, and, and I spoke to, I had an interview with News 24 about this a few weeks ago as well. Uh, when I started um when I was studying actually at university, there was actually an equal balance of male and female. Hmm. And it just so happened um, when you actually went into the workforce, um, I think fewer women actually stayed on the technical side of things, uh, whereas women yeah. tended to go more into the more um, admin side of things. It was just, you know, many, I suppose, a variety of reasons. I can't, I can't answer on behalf of everybody. But it's just the way it actually spun out. And then I was only here for for three years, and then I worked abroad. Um, I was in the UK for eight years. And I must say, I saw more of a shift towards men in programming in the UK than I did in South Africa, and this was, you know, a good few years ago. Um so could we say maybe that that South Africa is a bit more because when I've chatted to other local women mm. they say that um you know they've experienced sexism but that it's only really come from the management side that the other technical guys in the team are open to them as long as they can get the work done yeah, whereas it's yeah, the managers about to say that as well I, you know I've I've always been the minority uh in terms of of teams uh project teams I've always been the only female in there most of the time and fortunately for me I've always worked with with people who have been very accepting and we've worked together as a team there hasn't been a um what can I say sort of like a status amongst your peers everybody was treated equally and like you pointed out as well, it's only when you move upper and you know up the ladder into more higher management, then I think it becomes more an issue where it is sort of seen as you know you've got a female versus a guy. Does she have a family? Even though these things shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't factor at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's all about execution mm. and you know who can get the job done. And I think it really does depend on the manager. I mean, again, I've been fortunate enough that I've worked with some some awesome managers. I know I pointed out one bad example to <laughs> but I just say he was an interim one. <laughs> yeah, but I, think, I think what I'm what I'm kind of seeing a lot of is that there the is a shift um, that that started to happen. Um, 
I've been to several conferences now, um, you know, recently where there's just this year on year on year, there's many, many, many more women than there have been in previous years. And these are serious, high powered execs who will make proper, proper decisions. Um, and not just there for, you know, to hold the briefcase kind of, kind of, kind of and make, and make the coffee. And I think as, as, as you were saying, I think from a techie point of view, if you're on a team and everybody gets distributed a job to do, as long as you're doing your job, people put their headphones on and get on with it, you know, and they get, and they get stuff done. The question is, back in the day when you started, um, started your programming kind of career playing games, there seems to be quite a lot of that, um, where people that I've spoken to have said back at school, they got into gaming really, really early and all the boys got into gaming. Girls thought it was for nerds and they went out, did their thing. And because they were into gaming, they got into programming really early and became this boys club. And the boys club mm-hmm. carried on to universities. And especially if you look what's coming out of Silicon Valley in the States, a lot of it starts out in the college dorm room. And again, a boys club. Are we seeing the same thing here? Yeah, I think we are. I think there's still, and that's, that's another good point you've actually brought up. And I think there is this negative connotation, and I say negative, that it is a boys club and that to get into the tech space, that's how you have to be. You have to be sitting in a corner coding and gaming and all of that. Um, I think, and, and that has this very male boys club perception. And I think as time is going on, um, there needs to be more awareness created about what the tech space is all about. Now, I'm an app, predominantly, and I've been actively involved in apps for the last seven years. And I can tell you, with apps, it's not just really about sitting there coding. You know, if you're just going to be sitting there coding, then you are not going to create a good app. There's so many different parts of that. And what I'm finding, because I'm involved in quite a few mentor programs as well as universities, um, and also some women initiatives as well, because People are coming to me and they're saying, okay, you, you've been in this field. Tell me how it is because they see this boys club and they're really scared. You know, it is daunting. And for, for a 15 or 16-year-old female, it would be. And then when I start explaining the different areas that you get uh, in tech, yes, there's the programming side of things, um, but there's also the analysis side. There is the user experience. There's just so many different fields which people are not aware of. And they forget that the tech ecosystem is not just putting their programming because if you're just going to take an app and give it to a programmer to just, then that's it. You're not mm. going to get a good app out of sure. it. I mean, you know, Liron. I mean, yeah, an app is all about the whole experience. 100%. Um, so I think there just needs to be a bit more awareness created um, and education because people are not going to know what's out there unless you are educated about it. I think so I'm trying to do my part in that respect um, to offer the just break that that negative connotation that it is an old an old boys club. Look, there's always going to be majority boys in in this club. I mean, that's just the way it is and the way society has brought us up. But um, at the end of the day, we need to all work together to produce the best that we can. I think what what's interesting that you're saying is, you know, I think that. There, there are different roles for women in tech. Um, but I mean, it's important to also stress that women can also do the technical side of things. And that's, that's, you know, I I remember years ago reading about, you know, women who weren't doing as well in math and science and they were afraid of outshining the boys. And hopefully we're getting past that point with education and and all of that. Um, I I think the education is key because to to me, it, it boils down to the perception. 
Um, and I think that the way that the world is spinning at the moment with social media and making, and every little kind of wrong act gets instantly outed out there. Um, people are much more afraid to do what they used to be able to get away in the past. Hmm. So I think as the current, dare I say, gray head exec managements, um, you know, are kind of heading out to pasture, sorry, retirement, hmm. um, you know, not shoot them behind the barn yes. kind of thing. But as they, as they're heading out of the workplace and being replaced by the up and coming techs, who are very much aware of what's going on, I think it's becoming less and less of an issue. Um, now I say I've got two little um, little girls, and they do a lot of programming, and they do a lot of kind of robotics, and they do all of that. Um, obviously, being in a tech household, it's, mm. it's, it's a given. Um, and you know, when she won kind of the top science and um, award for her grade, um, I asked her kind of how does that fit in, kind of between, as far as you versus the boys kind of thing. And she said, well, I don't see it as, as girls versus boys anymore. So it seems to be very much kind of a changing attitude mm. where women are standing up for, I'm standing up and saying, hey, this is bullshit. This is not going to go down just because, you know, you have a penis and I don't. Um, <laughs> this, this crap doesn't fly anymore. And, and the voices are much, much, much louder. Are you finding that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the same thing as well. I've got a, I've got a son and a daughter. Right. Nice years apart and it's the same um there's no there's no difference anymore it's just you know a matter of there's a task to do and the person who who gets it done the quickest and the most accurate they're the winner it's not you know i beat him because mm. and i'm better and it's just it's mm. the girls versus the boys so then, um, so then my, my question to you in the email that i sent to you you know of just things that we're looking at as an industry do you think that the natural progression is that we'll grow out of this women experiencing sexism in the workplace? Do you think that it's something that's, you know, slowly disappearing as more and more women enter the workforce in technical roles, but also as more and more sort of enlightened men do the same who's, you know... Enlightened look, men. Yes, men who will look at a woman based on her merit, not based on her gender, and will say, okay, this is a good developer, sure. this is a bad developer, Absolutely. whatever it might be. You know, Lynette, do you think that's something that we're moving towards, where managers and, you know, everyone is kind of getting better and that eventually we should see sexism disappear or do you think there's still a lot of hard work to do in that regard personally i, I think it's getting better um obviously i'm, I'm involved and uh, before i started my company i was always involved in the hiring process and i can tell you that the companies that i worked at it was you know sometimes i don't even think we even looked at the name <laughs> it was really truly based on on because tech, tech is one of those things where it has to be based on what you know and what you can accomplish Right. Uh, it's not one of those theoretical fields. It's based on practical experience. So I, I do feel that it's heading in that in that direction. It is going to be, I mean, it's one of the things that's not going to change overnight because, like we said as well, you know, it comes to a specific level. So if you're working in a team program and you all are treated the same, but the big question is, and like from the article you wrote as well, when you want to progress and go higher up, yeah, that's, that's when you actually see, you know, there's still some of that old school thinking. you still got some prejudice values over there and it's just about how you overcome it and then my advice or my way of how I've actually overcome this is that over time and with experience you obviously build up the sense of security and the sense of uh, I won't say entitlement but the the sense of self-confidence and that you are aware of what you're capable of and you are able so for example when you are put into that position where you are questioned about your decisions You've got enough uh, experience and confidence behind you to, to stand your ground. And I think that is where women themselves need to be confident in their roles and know and, and are bold, basically, 
Uh, and I don't know whether that is just about women or whether that could be anybody, really, because it is going to come to a point where you will be questioned by somebody, but why sure. did you make such a decision? But, but I think that, just, that's your confidence, though. I mean, that, that's your confidence in your own skill. Mm. You know, if, yeah. you, if you've made a decision, like you mentioned earlier with your example, that you, make an, you made an executive decision, if you make it for the right reason, whether you're male or female or both, you, you should be able to get up there and say, hey, I did it for these reasons. And therefore, I have backed myself up. And therefore, if you want to shout at me, do that. But don't shout at me because I'm a girl, or because I'm a guy, or I've done the wrong. I've done the wrong thing. Exactly. Um, just so, by the way, on the hiring thing, um, I spoke to one of the HR kind of um, managers for quite a large firm, and about CVs. Just in in that, um, and she said one of the, the trends that have come up with uh, recently is that people started attaching a picture. Of themselves as part of their CVs. Mm. And she said the problem with that is as soon as they get one of those, by not law, but by their own kind of internal rule, they disregard that CV instantly because they can't be seen as giving someone a chance based on their images before they actually read through their CVs. So I thought that was quite an interesting take, especially when it comes to females. Um, you know, they send, send these lovely, um, not seductive, but kind of like these lovely, um, enhanced photo, um, just to try to get through that through that front door. But you don't see the guys doing that. You know, they're not on the beach day going, "Oh, look at me, bro." <laughs> okay, um, which is bullshit. So, they, so she said, whatever you do, don't send in your picture. Um, rather, give us a, a, a link to your like LinkedIn account and let us do the, uh, let's do it ourselves. Let them stalk but, you, you know, lovely. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> uh, but don't kind of be out there. So, an interesting tip was, we want to hire you on your merit. We don't want to hire you based on the fact of what you look like. Mm. Um, and I think that's a nice attitude for I the think, corporates I think what we're, what we're taking out of this conversation, and Lynette, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, really women need to have confidence in the merit that they're bringing to the, that they have, that they need to have faith in their own abilities and to say, you know what, I'm going to do this job, I'm going to do it well, um, and prove you know, it, it might be harder to prove in the boys sure, club, absolutely. but to actually go into it with confidence saying, I know my own value, which of course is very difficult when you come fresh out of university <laughs> and is, all of that. Yeah, I, think, I think the attitude to have when you come fresh out of university and you want to get in this field is, is be humble and be willing to learn and also not to go in in that, you know, you want to prove yourself to be better than the men because at the end of the day when you're starting out it's about working together harnessing harnessing skills from everybody to actually grow and then once you are at that level it's just to, sure. to have the confidence um and you can only get the confidence if it's backed by experience to be honest but it's funny how like when the guys go into kind of the work field they you know the guy who's humble and say hey teach me everything i need to know you know i'm willing to learn um that's seen as a good as a good thing um, whereas a girl will do the same thing. Say, hey, listen, teach me everything I need to know. And the attitude is, well, why are you here? Don't you know enough already? You know, it's same comment, same mm. line. Yeah, no, it's a double standard. Why, why, why yeah. should there be a double standard? And there's a very fine line, and this is what I tell my girls all the time, the very fine line between kind of humble cup in hand saying, please teach me, versus standing your ground and say, hey, piss off. I've done this for these reasons. Um, this is, this is where I am. Um, if I've done it wrong, teach me how to do it, how to do it better. Versus, well, just instruct me, your master. Tell me what to do. I shall just follow. <laughs> you know, that's just not happening. Yeah. Um, so the last thing is it is, it is changing. Um, the question is, is it going to change on a large scale? 
Um, if you think about our little South Africa is, is, is this little point uh, on the continent. But if you took a look at like a Silicon Valley, because I mean, we always use them as our benchmark of, you know, <laughs> the, of, future. Or, or the future. Of is, everything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of high profile cases of serious sexism in like places like Tinder. Um, places Tinder, like, I just read yesterday also Twitter as well. There we go. Yeah, Pinterest. Oh, all of them. So yeah. all the big brand names, it almost kind of seems to be the boys club still rules. Mm. Um, so hopefully with the changing or with the changing of attitudes, maybe, maybe the world will change. Um, but I think it's up to us to actually not stand up for it. And by <laughs> us, I'm saying guys as well. If you see something, an injustice happening in your workplace, it's absolutely your place to say this is bullshit. This is offside and you will not stand for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool stuff. Thank you so much, Lena, for chatting to us. I know you have to jet off to your next meeting and all and that. I do. It's never risk for a business owner. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate this me. chat. It's to be uh, worthwhile. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we will continue fighting the good cause. <laughs> <Yeah>, definitely. <laughs> cool stuff. Thanks Thank you that. so much. Bye. Bye. So fighting the good fight until the end. Oh, That's the name of the oh, song. Breaking Benjamin. See, see. Oh, where do you come up with these? I I don't know. I don't know. I just find them in all the right places. You know, as a female, you just know these things intuitively, right? Mm. Well, duh. Yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> all right, so that, I mean, let's let's talk about kind of. Um, let me ask you this question: You, female, in a. I am. Not believe. Ah, da da. <laughs> um, you know. Looked stunning last night Aww, at the Marvel thank you. thing. Um, high heels and everything. That high heels impressive. and everything. Okay. So the question is, you have chosen the worst <laughs> sexism-orientated industry in the world, not even not just tech, but gaming. Gaming. What's yeah. up with that? How are you finding – what's your personal experience like? Well, it's so funny because, you know, before – like. As an example, I went to E3 last year, and it was my first time going to this major What's gaming. E3? It's okay. Electronic Entertainment Expo. Right. E3, E3. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's the biggest gaming um, event of the year, basically. And, I mean, I was having such a laugh because it was the first time I went to a convention of that size and didn't have to wait in the queue for the ladies' room. I was like, oh, it's right in. You know, there's no women here. Um, and, I mean, it was noticeable that there were very few women there. Um, but there were women, you know, it's not like they were non-existent or whatever. Right. But I read tons of articles from all these these women saying they experienced such sexism at E3. And I thought like, well, okay, New York City girl engage. Like, I know self-defense. You want to grope this? I'll show you, you know. <laughs> and I was prepared and I kind of went in confidently and I'm going to be all gung-ho. And nothing bad happened. Like, it was such a that? nice experience. The only people who commented on how I looked were women who were like, oh, I love that dress. Where'd you get it? Like, <laughs> things like that. There was nothing negative. And so you came out fighting. Are you ready to take this? I was ready to like break arms of anyone <laughs> who tried to grab me. And instead I'm going like, oh, Good. hi, nice to meet you. Good. Everyone was very professional, very, you know, straightforward. It was okay, really so, a wonderful so, I mean, experience. Same, same tech conference, same event, same people. You know, some people had a terrible time. Yeah. But you were loving every second of it. So why do you think that is? Um, I think part of it is... Uh, and I hate to say it in this way, and I'm no, I'm opening a can of worms, but I do think a lot of it comes down to personality. Okay. I think that a woman who's very strong in her boundaries and and doesn't take shit essentially 
can, if a guy says a comment to her, even in passing or whatever, and she reacts immediately and doesn't even think of it, like doesn't even go, no, no, no. Oh, I've been oh, sexism, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, if you don't immediately go like, oh, I am a victim, but instead go like, Oi, what do you think you're talking about? The guy will be put on the back foot and go like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. And, you know, you move sure. on with your life and you kind of. So it's about you the know, pushback. I think it is about pushing back. And I mean, I work with a bunch of very um wonderful guys. I honestly love the guys I work with. And they all love women. It's not like they don't love <laughs> women, that they are in no way misogynistic. Right. But I mean, we all tease each other all the time. And people will say to me, like, do you get picked on for being a woman? And I'm like, no more than we pick on Jeff for being Asian or, there we go. you know, Darren for having hairy feet and a woman. You know, whatever <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Hopefully you have a job to go back to after I this. I hope I do. Okay. <laughs> Let the trolling begin In, now. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but I think, isn't that the point though, is that um, when guys get together, um, whether it's a DNA thing, whether it's a college frat thing, they tease each other, they pick on the weakest in the herd, um, and, you know, those that push back, um, are like are left alone, those that are not, it's a type of bullying, but, uh, mm. you know, to a point. But they do the same with their female counterparts, and then they, then could women see this as an attack? Or saying, well, how dare they say this to me? They would never say it to one of their other guy friends. But in fact, they do. Well, this is just it. And do you I just think take that, it too sensitively? I think that you. there's varying types of sexism that's okay. experienced. And I think that's what it boils down to is that, you know, I haven't been the victim of assault in the workplace. You okay. know what I mean? Sure. I haven't had, I haven't been told, oh, I can't write such and such article because I'm a woman. Right. Um, you know, there are certain articles where I'll say to Jeff, I don't want to write this because I'm a woman. And I think people will attribute my perspective on being female sure. rather than so take it away from the article but kind of detract yeah. from it because of the way that you because of because of, because of who, who i am, am. yeah, yeah sure. and so i'll say to him like don't you want to write this topic instead sure. and he'll do you know like we'll have yeah. that discussion but for the most part if i say you know screw you i'm writing about this he's not going to be like you know sit down woman no. you know he'll say it but he won't mean it <laughs> <laughs> you know but, and, see, and but again but you, you you've taken it in into a point where you can joke about this. Yes. And you, but you've got your boundaries. Mm. He knows where, God help him if he crosses those boundaries. Exactly. Okay. And within those boundaries, it's, it's playful. It's accepted. You've let it go to a certain point when you said no more. Have they done the same? I mean, could you give them back as good as you get? Oh, yeah. No, we all do. I mean, that's just a constant sort of give and take in our banter in the workplace. And I mean, but I also see, I I must tell the story as well that was exceedingly funny to the guys that my first overseas trip with Lazy Gamer, I was sent to New York for a studio visit to go visit a game development studio. And I arrived there and the PR greeted me and it was very nice. And we took a train up to Albany and he said, listen, you know, we've arrived so late from the train. Why don't you order in some room service for dinner so that you have something to eat because they're going to close the kitchen? And then in the morning, get your breakfast in your room if you prefer. And I said, yeah, no, I do prefer a room service breakfast. He said, cool. And we'll meet in the lobby at whatever it was, 10 o'clock. So I go online and with the time difference, I'm having my room service delivered right. while the guys are, are getting up. And I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm just waiting for room service. And they're all like, room service? We never once got room service. And I'm like, well, travel with boobs next time. You know, like, And there is a certain degree of better treatment maybe for being a woman as well like when i was on the studio visit every developer knew me by name and i asked them why they didn't know the other journalist by name and they said you were the only woman it was easy to remember one girl, yeah. girl name as compared to the seven jacks and johns and <laughs> you know, jeremy's and <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> so i mean there is that aspect where you know i 
I also choose to take that as a positive. I think many right. women would feel singled out or uncomfortable. And for me, I choose to take that as oh, awesome, yeah. you know, sure. single me out because I'm fantastic and I'm going to give you the coverage that you want. But, but again, you've, you've, I keep on going back to this. It's the attitude. You've taken that because you could have very easily have said, well, how dare you? Why don't you know the other boy's names as well? Um, you know, that's ridiculous. You must have looked me up. You must have stalked me. Mm. You must, you must, you must have. And taken it completely to that to that degree, but you've chosen not to. Yeah, you said, "Hey, <laughs> seat." So I get the front seat. I get room service. <laughs> I get the game up front. Um, you know, screw the rest of you. Yeah, no, exactly. Awesome. Look, Work there, it. there are things where you know I have in only one experience had issues of sexism, um, and I immediately reported it. I mean, that's the thing is that oh, is when it, uh, you experience perfect. overt sexism. It's very easy to report and people will take it seriously. And I think that's the big deal. The biggest issue that I found from writing that article and from chatting to women, um, cause I reached out not only to Lynette, but to a bunch of female developers and many of them actually were so afraid of coming forward because of what they've experienced. And I think, you know, we can't attribute it only to personality, but I think that, you know, what, what you experience in the workplace can be very daunting. And as a woman, okay. if you come out swinging, they say, okay, cool, we're sorry that we were sexist towards you, but you're never going to get promoted. Yeah, so it's almost kind of this whole thing of, of course you can speak out. That open-door policy, but you know very well that kind of they've got a little bit of a black mark against you. Wait till that next promotion round comes around. They'll remember this incident and therefore pass you on. Exactly. And you no, know, I'm very lucky in the field that I work in where that's not – where am I going to get passed over? Lazy gamer wounds. <laughs> you know, they're not going to send me to E3 again, which would be devastating. Um, but, I mean, that's sure. not what they sure. – that's not how the company works and that's not – you know, it would be very transparent in terms of okay. why people go I, and I why they don't. I suppose if you're in a huge corporate, I mean, you can get lost kind of as a number. You're an employee, one, two, three, four – um, and unless you make a name for yourself, it is what it is. But then the women who do try to make a name for themselves do get – it is threatening to the guys. Mm. And the guys are saying, well, you know, it's very easy to put you back in your little box by simply giving you a very different attitude than we will give to other to other guys. Yeah. Those that push back, don't let them get away with it. But those yeah. that kind of almost allow it uh, – and it's hard because you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to have a professional career. But a lot of women actually leave tech mm. and they say, well, we have a technical experience. That's great, but we're going to be, we'll do something else. Yeah. Uh, they tell, you know, they tell the story of, I mean, I know of a personal kind of a friend who is doing exactly that. She's basically saying, I have a technical ability. I can program the hell out of anything. Mm -hmm. um, but they didn't allow me to be myself. Yeah. So now I'm in PR. I am representing the company, but I'm doing such a good job because I know the tech. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm telling myself, at least. Okay. Yeah. She wants to be a programmer. She wants to be um, to be top in her field there, but it just hasn't allowed her to. Hmm. Maybe the next generation are going to be, you know, sli slightly different. I think it's also said, like, um, you know, in preparation for this article, because I I am married to a developer. You know, I said to him, like, there seems to be a trend. Yeah. It does seem to be a trend. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I I said to him, like, you know, throw some names at me, and yeah. he kind of sat there, like. Uh. <laughs> you know, and it's clever man. <laughs> but I mean, it really becomes a thing where you know it's important for women to make names for themselves, and for women like Lynette to become you know pillars sure. of the community, not just for her own success, which we you know sure. would hope for her, obviously, but also to say you know it's to, okay. to yeah. women in the Get industry, like go and do this. You can make a name for yourself. You can be successful in tech. 
You know, sure. you don't have to go into PR or, or the, the soft skilled yeah, exactly. side of things in order to find success. And, and, and like, you know, we were speaking last time. Also, you don't have to go out and burn the bra, never shave. Or you don't have to go that feminist extreme just to prove a point. Mm. You can prove your point in your own way that makes it, makes it legit, makes it real. And other people can actually don't just write you off and goes, Oh God, there's another feminist. Right. Okay. And I think that's kind of like the key messaging is, do do it yourself. Do Be it your, your way. way. Exactly. And I think that's the core fundamental of feminism anyway. I think people have sort of misconstrued that feminism is all about bra burning and sure. screaming and raving at people about sexism. But actually being a feminist is going out and doing it your way. And the fact that if I want to go to a fashion event and wear heels and covering Marvel Power. fashion, Absolutely. go for it. And if I want to go to the next event in my Converse and a baggy T-shirt, that's also just as good. Just as good. You shouldn't be judged just because you're wearing something versus mm. somebody else that isn't. Um, and we're speaking off air about that, is that if you you got to dress for the occasion, mm. and whether you're a guy or a girl, you still got to dress for the occasion. Although women will be judged more harshly. Women are going to be judged instantly on what they what they look like, as uh, someone said, blondes in the workplace. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, you know, of course, that's the first thing that people will kind of will, will see. So there is a different standard, and we can try to deny it as much as we want. That is the way it is. Mm. Um, you know, and you should be allowed to dress how you want. But again, you've got to dress for the occasion. If you're going to sign a multi-million dollar deal, um, you know, a business attire is probably better <laughs> than what you wore last night, you know, Saturday Going night out, out clubbing. clubbing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just the same thing with the guy. You can't wear your wife beater t-shirt with your tattoos. Wife beater t-shirt? It's the one without the sleeves. But it's not a T-shirt then. What? It's just a wife beater. No, no, actually, that's not the correct they're, they're, term. That's oh. actually the derogatory term. Oh, yeah. right. Is, is, there, is there a proper term? I think we're supposed to call them a vest. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you've got to dress for the occasion. You've got to come in your suit and you're signing this deal. It's got to be in front of the cameras. You're going to do, you're going to do mm. your thing. Um, yeah, I, I just think that at the end of the day, it's the attitude of, of both the guys and the girls in, in, in that workplace. It's about the team that you're working in. It's absolutely about management above you mm. to try to work out and what the next level is. I think that's the big is. thing is that, you know, the in the actual technical side of things, women can do just as well as men. It's sure. really when they want to go further that they need to – and they probably will – and I think that's the other thing that we actually also mentioned <laughs> there. You can imagine we had quite some discussions. discussions. Um, is that, you know, women also need to have an expectation of the field that they're working in. I went into yeah. gaming – um, and I know gamers and I go in with a very thick skin. So, I mean, the amount of comments I've gotten, some of them were from just trolls and some of them were honest, you know, this sure. is what people believe sort of comments yeah, yeah. of people saying, don't I, don't let- what, I, I don't know what's worse. There's <laughs> <laughs> people saying like, don't let Zoe refu- review Assassin's Creed. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Sure. You know, filthy what? woman, blah, blah, blah. How and dare it's like, you, ma'am. You know, <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay, you know, and I look at it and we laugh and we joke about it That's and I it. move on. Um, when I first joined Lazy Game Mirror, I was even called the token woman. And we Lovely all got title. very, yes, Gavin got very upset because this was an outside woman sure. saying I wasn't feminist enough to be a woman Absolutely. journalist. I don't know. It was very confusing. Period. <laughs> um, and, you know, Gavin defended me and he doesn't, hi- you know, he doesn't hire tokens and no, <laughs> all of that. And if you know Gavin, if you just follow Gavin on Twitter, you know, he doesn't mince his words much. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> and the reality is, though, I went into it knowing that there would be people who would judge me on well, my gender. Cool. And, you know, you kind of have to take it in your stride. But that's what you wanted to do and you weren't going to let anybody push you out. Damn it. Indeed. I get paid to play games for a living. Screw it's you. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. I love it. So I think we're going to wrap up. I, I think, think so. Time, time I think our come. time is up. I think we asked all the, the cool questions. Hopefully you guys now will think twice about how you interact with the women in your workplace. Exactly that. Zoe, always fun. Thank you for your song selections as well. Your tunes are getting no, some real, real airplay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Thank people you. I love you. Um, once again, your Twitter handle? Moonstormer. Oh, and it was Moonstormer everywhere? Yes, everywhere. Okay. It was, it's, a, it's a game thing, right? It's just been my tag since, like forever, since, since, since forever. Since forever. Okay, so Moonstormer it is. Otherwise, you can follow Lazy Gamer if you want my articles as well and all that Lazy Gamer net. Okay, and then obviously we'll tweet out a story later with just links to the various articles we mentioned so you can go and actually see what started this whole conversation. So thank you very much once again. Thank um, you. And I think that's an, uh, you know, it was an important topic, so we didn't want to mince it with other, mix it up with anything else. Indeed. Um, I think we've got to, we've got to have to have these conversations. Sometimes you've got to look, have a heart to heart, look in the mirror and say, as a tech industry, where the hell are we going? <laughs> are we doing the right thing? I think we're missing out by not having women in power positions. And I think that women bring a lot to the, to the table just as much as their guys do. But mm. the, the fact they that they say that women, that companies that are managed by women perform better than those that are managed by men. Uh, As a general rule, not that women are better, but just that those companies uh, under female management tend to also excel. So it's not a negative to have people bring diversity is good for the environment. You know, people bring different backgrounds, different elements, and they see things differently. And that can only be a good thing for a company. Unless it's alien invader environment. Well, you said uh, all the, all the, all the, all the zombie apocalypse. Indeed. Okay, that could be a bit That could rough. be a bit okay, rough. Yeah. And on that uh, <laughs> head-biting note, uh, my name is Liron Segev, known as The Techie Guy. Check out the blog, thetechieguy.com. Otherwise, on Twitter, at Liron, L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. And thanks for joining for another Talking Tech with us. Ta-da! Bye! Talking Tech with The Techie Guy, Liron Segev on cliffcentral.com.